HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This week on Meet in 3, we look at the ways indoor and outdoor spaces are being reconceptualized during the pandemic to better suit new modes of living, working, and eating. It's brought a vibrancy and an energy back to the city streets that were so dearly missed during the height of the pandemic. This is about how we can grow indoors all year round uh, using proprietary technology that we've developed. How do I have someone understand, look, don't take a next to the June berries because you can eat those. That's free food. Tune in to Meet and 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode of Agave Road Trip is brought to you courtesy of Mezcal Reviews. Mezcal Reviews is the resource for detailed information about agave spirits. Find your next drink at mezcalreviews.com. Now buckle yourself in for another episode of Agave Road Trip. This is Lou Bank. This is Chava Periwan. And this is Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps teach gringo bartenders about agave spirits, agave, and rural Mexico. Yes, in English. And I am realizing, Chava, that we have not done what I promised we would do in the first season, uh, which is cover things other than just the agave process, uh, agave spirits making process, uh, uh, with, with with other supplemental material. And so I think this episode is just going to be one big supplemental uh, material issue. So which practical part do you think it's important to talk about? Like wh- which you think is one of the most essential skills that someone should have when it's traveling down to Mexico? I think we should talk about how to get your alcohol back from Mexico to the USA. I can't speak to Europe or anywhere else, but I can speak to the USA. Do you mean you don't finish your spirit when you're down in Mexico? Like you don't buy it <laughs> and then hours later it's all gone and done? You know, as a matter of fact, Chava, I don't because you know me. I don't drink that much. And in fact, you know, the amount that I bring back. So so I had a conversation with the Illinois Liquor Control Commission because they were interested in the amount that I was bringing back. It was a friendly conversation, I guess. I hope. Yeah. There's friendly and then there's Chicago friendly, if you know what I mean. I don't. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. You'll figure it out. So um, so it turns out that in the state of Illinois, there is a regulation that each person can bring back one gallon of alcohol into the state 
per year, one gallon per person per year, whether you're coming in from Mexico or from Indiana, doesn't matter. Really? That sounds like Utah stuff. That sounds like some serious conservative, I don't know, like that sounds like the channel. This is the, this is the land of Al Capone. And so we're, we are very conservative, it turns out, when it comes to alcohol. <laughs> well, and when I say we, I mean everybody in the state but me. So, so I, you know, I was coming in... You know, I I have this method that I use that allows me to bring, or I used, past tense, uh, that allows me to bring 100 liters back per trip. 100 liters, which is roughly the equivalent of 25 gallons. So basically uh, 25 years each trip would cover me. And I was coming in six to eight times per year with this. So I was bringing in easily, you know, 200 liters per year, uh, 200 gallons, I'm sorry, per year. <laughs> and and it turns out that in the state of Illinois, uh, while the regulation says one gallon per person per year, um, that there's also a law. Like you break a regulation, you get fined, but there's a law. And uh, do you know what a felony crime is, Chava? I'm not very familiar with the law system in America, but I, I can see that people get a little bit wider, even if they are, they're already very white, if they <laughs> say felony to their faces. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so it turns out that it's a felony crime if you bring 40 gallons or more into the state. And, and, and that law, it's not like this is an old law that wasn't off the books. This is a law that was just introduced in 2017. And so, so I've been bringing in, as I say, like a couple hundred gallons per year. Um, and I declare it all. So there's like the evidence exists that shows that I did this. Um, <laughs> but the fact that, that the evidence exists that I paid all the duties also shows that I wasn't trying to do anything underhanded. And uh, to be fair, I think the uh, the investigators also appreciated the fact that, that what I do with these spirits um, or what I was doing with these spirits was <laughs> trying to um, trying to help improve quality of life in rural Mexico, right? I was using them for tastings and then people would make donations to the different projects like the replanting of agave and the building of um, water reservoirs. So if you're not doing tastings anymore, what are you doing with all that agave spirits well, in your basement? Well, well, to be clear, I am doing tastings. It's just now I'm using stuff that's been brought into the country legally. It's not the stuff in my basement. And what I'm doing uh, with the stuff in my basement is just very... It's none of my business. It's, <laughs> I know, it is your business. Like I'm, I'm drinking it slowly, very slowly. I, I, because I'm not like they've told me they flagged me at the federal level, so it, it doesn't matter if I come in into Illinois or I come in California. If I bring more than my one gallon per year, they're supposed to contact the Illinois Liquor Control Commission, and then we're going to have a conversation that's not as friendly as that first conversation. Oh, Lord, but 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 so I'm sorry, we've got we so we kind of diverted from course here. So I you know, I think the important tip to offer people is how to get spirits back and then how to do it without having a conversation uh, with your local uh, liquor control commission. How do you do that? Enlighten us, Lou. Well, so the first thing to do is look up the uh, the laws, the liquor laws in your state. Now, I know while while it's one gallon per person per year in Illinois, I know that, for instance, in California, it's sixty liters per person per trip, 60 liters per person per trip. So that's like 15 gallons. Um, so if you live in the state of California, 60 liters, if, if you want to bring back 60 liters, here's how you do it. You get a carry-on size bag and you put into that bag 
between 12 and 14 one and a half liter plastic water bottles. You're going to take all of the agave spirits that you buy in Mexico and you're going to transfer them from glass into these one and a half liter plastic water bottles. My preference for brands is CL. Ask me why, Chava. <laughs> why is that your preference, Lou? I'm glad you asked, Chava, because <laughs> they seem to have one extra turn of the screw, so to speak, on the lid, which makes it a little tighter. And you're going to want to tape that down. You want to you want to squeeze the bottle a little bit to let the air out, so you don't have a lot of air space, right? Because you don't want that air expanding when you go into the airplane, right? You're gonna the whole pressurized yeah, cabin, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You're gonna ch and and so you're gonna get these 12 to 14 one and a half liter plastic water bottles full of agave spirits into your bag. You've got each of them marked as to what's in each bottle. Yeah, you know you've used your tape and your your sharpie, right? Yeah, because every time you go traveling, you're like, I'm gonna remember all this. I just need a few marks on the bottle. No, never works. No, put all the name, the ABB all the information because it's also important when you're doing your reporting, right, Lou? You want as much as information as you can. That's exactly right. So you're going to chart, after you've written all this down, you're going to chart it off in an Excel spreadsheet, and we'll put an example of one of those spreadsheets up on uh, the website. You're going to chart it out, and you're going to say, this is the guy who made it, this is uh, what the agave they used, and this is the ABV. Um, if you're anal like me, you'll also have uh, when it was made. Um and you'll also include on your labels how it was made, the process, roasted underground, was it milled by hand or whatever. So you make this, this spreadsheet and you're going to add it all up at the bottom so that you know how many total liters you have with you. In this case, 60, right? So the law is you pay $3.57 in duties per liter. You get one liter free and then multiply the rest out by $3.57 per liter. No, you have to pay cash, right? If I don't no, need no, to. No, no, no. In really? fact, okay. No, in fact, they uh, they told me that uh, that they'd prefer credit card. Oh, it's easier to track. Yeah. No, <laughs> you you want to pay cash? <laughs> no, you want no, you want them to track it. You like you, you want to do everything as upfront and honest okay. as you can, right? <laughs> okay. So now you're going to take these bottles and you're going to put them 12 to 14 will fit in that average carry-on size bag. That's going to be between 18 and 21 liters, which is between 18 and 21 kilos, which is just below the 23 kilo weight max per bag and with most airlines. And then you're going to check that bag. Now, it can get kind of expensive depending on the airline. You know, I, I find Volaris is the most affordable. I can check up to five bags at $57 per bag. So that's like $285 to bring back five bags, which would be like 100 liters if your state allows that. Um, uh, I think that, did I, what did I leave out, Chava? I think that's a very complete uh, overall assessment. I mean, of course, you cannot have them on carry-on. I mean, everybody knows that. And can, can you drink it in the airport? Is there any way that you can be drinking your spirit on the airplane, Lou? Yeah, there is. Oh, okay. there is. Okay. Yeah, so here's, I know so that here's, one. Yeah, uh, thank you. So here's the thing. And it's, and it's illegal, apparently, to drink on airplanes with this booze you bring yourself. So you have to be very uh, surreptitious about it. But um, you can bring on those little 50 milliliter 
bottles, right? You can have liquid in your carry-on. It just has to be below, what is it, the one ounce or three ounces? No, yeah. Whatever. The, I think it's three ounces. So just those little 50 milliliter airline size bottles, I'll put those into my carry-on and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll order a drink. And then when they're not looking, I'll throw their <laughs> crappy vodka out and I'll fill it up with my, uh, my, my good stuff. Great. Which is probably also, probably also a felony crime that I just confessed to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I think this is full of good advice. Uh, I think the most important advice is find the good spirits, find the good juice and bring it home if you can. Bring it home and share it. When this is over. Yeah, bring yeah, don't go down before it's over, but <laughs> but bring it home and share it with people and let, and let them fall in love with this thing that you've fallen in love with. Yeah, I mean, it's going to make you a lot more popular. Might get you a date, might get you a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever you prefer. And uh, If I get a date now, I'm going to be in big trouble. I know, you're happily married. Yes, I am. Okay, Chava, I think we're going to wrap it. Uh, Java, this has been lovely. It's been lovely too. See you guys. Adios. Hasta pronto. Hang on, road trippers. We're not done yet. We've got an episode of Chava and Lou's Chat Fest coming up. This episode of Agave Road Trip was brought to you courtesy of our friends at Mezcal Reviews. Mezcal Reviews is the online resource for detailed information about agave spirits. You'll find over 1,000 bottles listed and more than 3,500 reviews from fellow Mezcal enthusiasts at MezcalReviews.com. Don't fly blind on your next drink. Go to MezcalReviews.com to find your next copita. I'm Lou Bank. I am Chava Periwan. And this is Chava and Lou's Chat Fest, where we chat with you about anything unrelated to agave, agave spirits in rural Mexico. So, following up on Lou's amazing last chat fest, where he talked about the cleaning habits of people regarding their tushy. <laughs> tushy. Uh, where- <laughs> Uh, like bump ass, I don't know. Uh, like I, I do have a story about that that changed my perception of this fundamentally when I traveled to Japan. Well, actually, it first happened when I was in Taiwan because I was re- living in rural Taiwan, mm-hmm. and I first realized not that uh, there's also massive difference in how you sit down. On on the toilet. How you sit down? You is it, when you when you mean sit down? Like is it is it a squatting? Like more of a squat? Yes, yeah, exactly. Which I which I also get sometimes in rural Mexico. To be fair. yes, but there you will have a, a belt around the tree, and uh, you, you you don't have to squat to the floor. What the <laughs> hell are you talking you, about? You, a belt? You can use that technique. So you get your belt. You. Uh, get it around a tree so you don't have to squat all the way to the floor. So you like sort of do it. What are you? I've never heard of this Java. <laughs> this is so exciting for me. No, I like, I just, okay. So there's two things. One, I'm sorry. We're going to divert from yeah, okay. We'll get back to Taiwan in a second. But um, it's two things that are coming to mind. One is there are a lot of toilets that I have experienced um, in Mexico that are either super short, and so you 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 end up with your knees up to your like your forehead level, or I mean not all that. Like, or yeah. or there's like usually there's no seat whatsoever, and so you're forced to do this squatting motion, and there's no like. There's no tree. There's, I don't know what you're doing to balance yourself, but like, and and then when I'm in the wild, um, you know, like when I'm I'm camping, 
I've never thought to use a belt. to like, I just squat. Well, and it's the best feeling. That is the best poop ever. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. But like, I, I prefer to do a half squat. So yes, I just get a belt. Like I do a half squat. And then it's like. You're going to shh. <laughs> We are gonna we are gonna squat together <laughs> next time we are we are traveling. Not a real squat. We're just gonna do a simulacrum of a no, squat. No, 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 real squat. Okay, well, like uh, I'm I'm not sure. Like uh, I'll think about this, and uh, we might do it, but I'm not sure about it. Certainly, the next time that we're in Taiwan, anyway, to bring you back to Taiwan. Yeah. Well, anyway, so there, there's like there's <laughs> nothing. There's the floor. There's the floor, and then like you're grabbing the walls, and like you're falling down. It's it's hard. But then, uh, and you're trying to aim into a hole. Yes, which is it's it's so terribly confusing. Like you're sure you're just shitting on yourself the whole time, and then <laughs> it turns out that no, that that's how humans did it before there were toilets. But anyways, <laughs> so that, that's that's one side of the Asian bathroom experience. But then there's the other extreme, where we where it's like urban Japan where the toilets are robots. Like, they, they have, like, all these different lights and systems and stuff that you don't really... Even urban, urban Taiwan has this, too. Mm-hmm. And so you sit on the on the toilet, and it's warm, mm-hmm. and you can set how warm you want the seat to be. Yep. Which is, like, to be honest, I find it sort of disgusting what is very warm. But, uh, you know, like, you get the idea. Because it feels like somebody was just sitting Oof, there before that's you. That's horrific. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, ugh, thanks for ruining my morning. Uh, You're welcome. Anyway, so that's one side of it. Then uh, they are very conscious about not letting third parties listen to their bathroom noises. So uh, you can put like uh, birds sounds that are going to hide your sound. Why do birds suddenly appear? No, no. (laughs) Every time you take a dump. No, it's more like... Just like me, they long to be alone in the bathroom. Okay, yeah, sorry. No. That's my song for the day. <laughs> Maybe we can find a way to get our podcast in the bathrooms there. Like, that'll be the ultimate marketing trick. But uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, you, you, you have that. You have your bird noises. And then at the end of it, my favorite part is that you don't have to wipe your ass. You can wash it. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because like, I get the bidet, totally get the bidet, which is what you're talking about, right? It's so much more hygienic. It just really does a very, well, here's, like, okay, tell so me. So here's the piece that I'm confused about. Y- you end up with a wet ass. What do you do with your wet ass? You dry, some of them have like, have like blowers that will dry it. Okay. Okay, that sounds uh, that sounds dangerous in the day of the co- coronavirus. But some of them have blowers, and for those that do not have blowers, what do you uh, do? You get yes, but you don't wipe your ass; you dry your ass, which is different. And you dry your ass with toilet paper. Yes. Okay. I, 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 I honestly, I wasn't sure. I used to. It, <laughs> it would befuddle me when I'd stay in the hotel rooms in London, and they'd have that, and like I didn't know was I supposed to use my towel. I didn't know. <laughs> no, don't use your towel. Yeah, no, just use toilet paper. But anyways, like I, I just think it's a, uh, it's, it's that's Civilized. where we should all be going. Yeah, uh, like I'm, I'm really, really hoping for when the bidet comes to Mexico. Yeah, the bidet, the day of the bidet. Let me ask you, uh, like, how hairy is your ass, Java? I'll, I'll say like medium, medium, medium me, yeah. Me, yeah. Have you seen my back? Have we like we traveled in a way that you've seen my back? Yeah, I've seen your extremely hairy turb. Like, yes, yeah. You, like it gets it gets hairier as you go south, 
And I like I so I get these I get I get what they call dingleberries. Now it sounds no, like it's, no, no, it sounds no. it sounds like something that would have vitamin C in it, but but it doesn't. And what I'm wondering is, is there enough force out of the bidet to actually to actually harvest the 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 dingleberries? <laughs> You just really ruined my morning, Lou. I have no idea. <laughs> hey, you're the one who wanted to do this at eight thirty, pal. Not AM, not me. <laughs> Though I'm very, I'm happy for. I it. have no idea. I think we'll have to test it. You'll have to to travel and test it. Yeah, you know, I I keep hoping that somehow the people from Tushy will listen to us, and because uh, they they sell uh, these little attachments here in the USA. Um, sell attachments to turn your toilet into a, a bidet type toilet. And they've got these little travel bidets, like little squeeze bottle bidets yeah, yeah, yeah. that I think would be great. So hopefully they'll they'll listen to this chat face and they'll go, oh yeah, Lou and Chava, they're our kind of guys. Maybe like I could, if because I really do, I get like, I have to work hard sometimes to harvest those, uh, those uh, dingleberries. Yeah, like maybe it. I could end up being a <laughs> spokesperson because if it works for Lou, it'll work for you. Right? Okay. Yeah, I would love for that to happen. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I think I think we've disgusted everybody enough for this chat fest. What do you think, Java? I think we shall end up this as soon as possible. <laughs> Hasta pronto, amigo. Adios. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lou Bank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at gavinroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. A Gavin Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Eat responsibly too. And listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.